What's up, Lamb Fam? Welcome back to the Life After Miscarriage podcast, where we unapologetically chat the ins and outs of what life is actually like after miscarriage. I'm your host, Shelly Metling, and with four angel babies myself and one rainbow baby here on earth, I have created a platform for you guys to share your stories. So sit back, relax, get ready to relate, laugh, and cry as we get real on what life is actually like after miscarriage in the 21st century. Hello, everyone. We have a update episode for you today with Angela Asgar. You guys, she was episode 69, and I believe that aired August 6th. So she has some fun, crazy news, and I'm just going to toss it at her, start wherever <laughs> we left off, and just fill us in. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Um, <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm happy to be back on to share some good news. Um, the last time I was on, I was, I think what, where we had left off obviously was that I had um, been potentially planning to do IVF and I actually was supposed to do that in September. I didn't share that month, but, um, and that we were kind of trying, but um, you know, not, not super focused on that. And I am happy to report <laughs> that I'm actually today 22 weeks pregnant with a healthy baby. <laughs> so it's super exciting. Um, I did not get to do IVF as planned, which is awesome because I didn't want to do it. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm, I'm 22 weeks in and I have a healthy baby, which is a, a miracle. Um, so I wanted to obviously come on here and update everybody because I know it's always nice to hear the end of the story, um, whether it be, you know, adoption or IVF or, oh, I got pregnant with a baby that's, you know, normal and thriving. Like, it's always good to kind of close that loop. So I wanted to, yeah, start off there. <coughs> Excuse me, I'm a little, little under the weather. But um, I wanted just to provide a little bit of context <laughs> that this has not all been, um, you know, I would say for the most part now, it's pretty um, smooth and non-eventful, which is like all you can ask for, right? After you've gone through so many losses, you just want it to be like a super boring pregnancy, preferably. <laughs> um, but I would say when we started this journey after this episode and I was going, okay, I'm either going to go into IVF or I'm going to get, you know, knocked up in between, which happened. Um, I was actually, we filmed, we're sorry, not filmed, like a movie star. Um, we recorded <laughs> <laughs> the episode on July 27th. And I was actually pregnant when I was talking to you on July 27th, which kind of blows my mind. Like I was pregnant and I didn't know it. And I was sharing my truth. Like it's just kind of a, I don't know, it's a beautiful thing um, when I think about it because I was very hesitant to to share because I am in a private, but I'm, 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 I share with the people that I'm close with and that's probably about it. But to put it all out there was a big deal. And I felt like I healed, right? Like by doing that. And then <clears throat> in return, right, I'm, I'm now sharing this, this wonderful story. So um, I didn't know I was pregnant then obviously, cause you know, it was in that two week wait and I, I hadn't been testing, but just, just to kind of catch you guys up on how this whole pregnancy went down, I, um, I was actually going with my husband to upstate New York to visit a friend who just opened his own business and got a new office and we had this big ribbon cutting ceremony and it was a wonderful weekend and 
all I wanted to do was drink my face off, you know, <laughs> like, I was like, I want to enjoy, I haven't seen these friends in so long, it's gonna be so much fun, and I have this, like, this pregnancy tell, and I'm sure a lot of ladies um, have one of these, but one of them is I crave a grilled cheese, and <laughs> it's a thing, and, like, if I go to my husband and I say, hey, babe, I'd love a grilled cheese, he's like, eh, are you pregnant? Like, it's just, it's so weird. Like the things that you crave are the things that change when you, when you get pregnant. So that had happened and I kind of wrote it off. <clears throat> and um, from there, you know, we travel up to New York and I'm like, I'll just take a test with me um, so that, you know, before I drink like crazy, I'll just make sure I'm not pregnant. So kind of like some of the similar stories I'm hearing on the podcast recently where we're, we're, we're taking it to like, just confirm we're not, which is, you know, funny to hear about when most people are like, I want a positive. And we're like, let's just double check, you know? So um, I did <clears throat> take that test, like the day I got there, it's like, you know, probably right before my period would have been missed. Um, and it was positive. So just to like, you know, I know we've talked about this personally, you and I, Shelly, and then I've heard on the podcast, but like, the, the reactions after you take the test. And just recently, by the way, and congratulations to you, um, watching you take the test, it's just like reliving everything. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, the reaction, the like, and, and, and it's like, I so casually just, I'm like, okay, they have two children, small children, they're running around. I, they're there, right? The, the couple that we're staying with. And here I am walking in my pajamas in their basement, like, hey, uh, babe, I am pregnant. And then they're like, you know, we, we were going to like go upstairs and I casually mentioned it like, oh my God, this is such a big deal. I'm like, well, you know, like whatevs. You're like, eh, it might not work. And yeah. people are like, okay, you crazy person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're like, you like, it's pos Oh my God. I'm like, yeah. But I walk up to my husband, Fawad, and we both like the reactions that we had were both just like, okay, all right. That was it. I mean, literally, we didn't say much at all. And it was like, okay, what are we eating for breakfast? <clears throat> I mean, it was the most uneventful pregnancy test I've ever taken. But the reality is, is that the feelings behind that and the emotions are, I'm not excited, but I'm also not surprised. And we know what we're up against now, right? And for us, it's either a miscarriage or an abortion because the baby is not medically well and won't be able to live. So, you know, kind of a downer but at the same time it's just like it is what it is and that's what we're dealing with now and that's the reality but side note I wanted to say one weird embarrassing thing that I do now is I weirdly watch people on YouTube that get positive pregnancy tests and that are excited and I don't know what's wrong with me <laughs> I'm sitting like oh my gosh this is so exciting and I'm like so that's what it feels like yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to like live these moments through other people. It's the weirdest thing, but uh, yeah, it's that's real because you know it's it's gone. It's no, I'm never gonna get it back. So I like vicariously live through other people. Um, so anywho, uh, we confirm it all that jazz, and I come back and kind of similar to you, like I wait a little bit. I don't jump at the at the at the moment to get the blood test and to see like the HCG doubling. I'm like, let's give it a few days. Let's see what's happened and like. 
But then after like, I think a week, I was like, yeah, I should probably, like, I should probably do something about it. Like just in case, you know, so. It kind of turns into you do things just in case you miscarry. Like for me, it's like, well, I better do this because if I miscarry, at least then I can confirm it. Like you get and the one second blood like, draw. <laughs> right. And one, they'll like record it because we all know if they don't have the blood, yeah. it doesn't exist. So I'm they like, don't I'll, believe you. Yep. I'm going to show you guys. <laughs> I'm going to get a positive blood test on there. And uh, yeah, so so I did that and it doubled and it more than doubled. It was doing fantastic, you know, great. But it, it meant nothing to me, to be honest with you. I, Because I, I, I had a baby that uh, our girl Fatima that we, we lost in February of this year, I had, I mean, I, everything was fine. So like for me, knowing that that trisomy 13 baby is a possibility, all of the good stuff and the reassuring stuff that people get just doesn't have the same meaning to me. Um, so I go through that. I get first ultrasound is exactly, I remember five weeks and five days. Um, and we actually saw the heartbeat, which is, it's kind of crazy because it's kind of early. Um, so I was like, well, still like doesn't really mean anything, but like, that's cool. <clears throat> and um, we went through that. We, um, you know, basically from there did the routine ultrasound. So I think like the next one was eight weeks when they look like a gummy bear. And our plan was to do that non-invasive prenatal testing, the NIPT blood draw, because um, that did test positive for trisomy 13 with Fatima. So I thought, well, hey, if it was accurate then, it, it's a good heads up um, for me uh, as, as what we look at it as. So I go into the 10-week ultrasound. That's when you can do this blood draw. Um, and I am cautiously optimistic. My husband's super excited. I'm like, I don't know, five, 10 levels down below that. And I'm like, you know, the genetic counselor and him are like, this is it, this is it. And I'm like, guys, like, this is like a fucking broken record. Like, please don't, please don't get too ahead of yourselves. This is, this is potentially the same thing that we had before. And quite honestly, selfishly, I'm like, I just, I don't want to go through another DNA. Like I, that's the thing is like, I didn't physically want to go through IVF and I just quite honestly didn't want to go through another surgery. So like, I was just like, please not be one like just neither of those. Um, so we go into this 10 week ultrasound and we meet with a genetic counselor before they're super excited. I go in and I get this, this woman, very nice Italian lady. Uh, she was very chatty. Um, and we were, we're going through everything and I'm, everybody knows the story. Once you come in, like people have read your chart and they're like, okay, Lola, take a look. And I'm kind of like, her name was Val. I'm like, Val, if you can find something, go find it. Okay. Like I need you to look like real good. Like, you know, so I kind of like egged her on and I probably shouldn't have, because let's be honest, like if you look hard enough, you can find a lot of things <laughs> and ultrasounds are like, I know they're accurate, but like, it really varies on the day, how the baby's positioned, how good the ultrasound tech tech is, the technology, like it's, it's, it's kind of subjective at, at points personally, not a medical reasoning, but, but I feel like it is. Um, so she goes through and telling you now that like the 10 week ultrasound with Fatima looked flawless. So I'm like, okay, they're probably not going to find anything because like it wasn't alarming last time and she wasn't normal. So what is, it's not, this isn't going to mean much. And sure enough, she finds a few things. One, she says, okay, 
there's like a hole in the brain. There's just like a missing part, you know, missing, missing part of the brain. And basically it's not divided into two. There's not that, that line down the center. And then the intestines are outside of the body. I mean, if you think about that for a second, that is wild. And I'm like, what, why? Like, <laughs> like, I, I just, I don't know. It was just so weird. And I was like, this, this has to, when you think intestines outside the body, do you not think like, oh God, something's definitely wrong with my kid. Like, <laughs> How does that happen? Um, so everybody kind of freaks out, rightfully so, including myself. Let me just say that to say I was devastated was, I was probably in utter shock. I couldn't talk. I couldn't, I mean, I was crying uncontrollably. My husband was crying. I mean, it was, it was like straight up reliving everything. And mind you, it's like not that long of a time frame between the last time I went through this. So I'm like, Shelly, I straight up was like, I can't do this again. Like I, I'm physically, mentally, I, I'm done. I can't, whatever is about to happen, like I don't think I can get through it. And I know so many people can probably relate to that because in those moments where we're like, this is it. It's, I, I, I don't know how, how I'm going to make my way through this at the end and be okay. And um, I will tell you though, at the beginning of this pregnancy, I told my husband, one, it's a boy, and two, it's normal. And he's like, okay, well, how do you know that? <laughs> I'm just like, I just know. I just know that it's fine. I know it's okay. I know he's okay, and I know it's a boy. He's like, well, those are like some pretty big assumptions, but okay, great. Um, so after I get this news, you can imagine this whole time I keep thinking I've got this intuition, and here I get hit with like, no, no go we think it's another trisomy 13 baby. I'm like, guys, like, come on, like, really? And at the same time, like, they're being overly cautious, right? And they're very emotionally invested. Like, this is the same doctor and genetic counselor that has been through all of these pregnancies with me. So they're on the verge of tears themselves. So I know that they're doing the right thing, but at the same time, it's just, you know, it, it was a nightmare. So <clears throat> from there, what we did is we did a CVS test on the spot. And that's the one I spoke about last time where they take a, a little piece of the placenta. They did it through a catheter with me and they test it. And I'm, you know, I go home, I'm like, okay, what's the game plan? Cause we always talk about game plans, but this time it was a game plan of like, how do I get myself to not slip into a deep depression and like lose myself completely my friends, like I, I just, I would have gone off the face of the earth, uh, to be honest with you. So um, I get a call from the OBGYN that does abortions <clears throat> and they reach out to me and they've already set it up for next Thursday. Now, just like, let that sink in for a second. I'm like, you don't even have the test results back and you guys are so confident that you set up my abortion. Like, wow. Okay. And so, you know, with work, I work for a corporate big company. I've got customers and places to be. I got to like plan ahead a little. So I'm like, okay. I, I said, I'm, I called my boss. I'm in tears. I'm like, I got to take short-term disability because I know I'm not going to be okay with one or two weeks off of work. Like I need time. And it was very nice and supportive and all that. So I tell him that I'm like, you know, this is it, blah, 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 blah. We're, we're, we're both like Fouad and I are at home just super upset and like almost in disbelief. 
And we know that the next day, most likely we'll get a call confirming. So they do that fish analysis. And I talked about it on the last episode that I was on, but it's like that. They, they basically take a fluorescent light and put a dye on all of the cells and they'll light up. So you'll be able to see, are there extra 13s or 14s or whatever, 21. And so they tested for tri the, the, the chromosomes 13, 14, 18, and 21. She originally said 14 probe to test doesn't exist. So I have to wait for that one. But I get a call the next day from my genetic counselor, who's very sweet. And the moment she talks on the phone, I go to myself, something's up because the, the tone I should be hearing is like, this is bad. And I'm hearing a, well, I have good news. <laughs> like, oh dear. And she's like, the baby is completely normal. I'm like, I, I, shall, I can't even tell. I, I cried so hard and I don't know if I was happy or if I was sad. I was just in like utter disbelief, shock. How do we go from scheduling an abortion to this in 24 hours? Are you kidding? And I was actually honestly like kind of mad. <laughs> and I just started swearing on the phone again. This is the woman I always swear with. And I just said the F word. I'm like, what the hell? And I, I'm bawling so much I can't talk. So I hand the phone to Fawad and he's talking to her. They're like, actually, we had a cancer probe that works for, for 14 chromosome. So he's complete, or sorry, he didn't tell me the sex at this point, but said, you know, no trisomy 13 has the right number of chromosomes for 13, 14, 18, and 21. Those are the most common chromosomal problems that any of us would face. 13, 14 for me, but 18 and 21 are, are pretty common as well. And so um, basically from there, it's like, well, it's normal, but we, you know, we still saw what we saw on that ultrasound and we, we don't know, right? So it's not like a, whew, we made it. It's like a, well, what the heck did you see and why was it there? You know, and I think at this point I had messaged you and told you and I was just, oh my God, I was so upset. And so then I had to turn around like and tell you and tell my boss and like all of like the couple people I had like that I reached out to. And they're probably like, oh I'm sure you are. It's like such a roller coaster. Like, man, what's going on? <laughs> like <laughs> so um nonetheless I um I waited a week after that and I got the full they called a full genome. And that is when they look at every single chromosome in the baby's body and um, see if it's normal. And every single one of them came back normal. So um, in that call, I asked the first call with the genetic counselor, I said, what's the sex? And then they said it was a boy. <laughs> and I was super excited that I was right. Um, so very happy to report that I have a healthy baby boy. Um, but as you could probably imagine at this point, you're kind of like torn because you want to be happy because you know, like, I mean, the chromosomes is like the hardest part, y'all. Like <laughs> for everybody, I feel like sometimes like these, these miscarriages and things like it, a lot of doctors say chromosomally, you know, if things aren't right, it will, it will end. And I beat that battle yet. I couldn't, I don't know. I couldn't be happy about it. So um, we go to that 12 week ultrasound. So imagine I have to wait two weeks wondering, is the baby okay? It's not a matter of like, okay, no, the chromosomes are okay, but is my baby going to be okay? And all I want to know is, do I have to end this? 
Sorry to interrupt today's episode, but I want to talk a bit about lube. Yes, lube. I would give a fair TMI warning beforehand, but let's be real, there's no such thing as TMI on this podcast. Okay, who here uses lube? I do. Who here makes sure your lube is fertility friendly? I do. Even when not trying to conceive, I ensure my lube is fertility friendly because honestly, how is a non-fertility friendly lube even natural? Anyways, today let's talk Fairhaven Health's Baby Dance Lube. Baby Dance Lube is the only fertility friendly lubrication that is paraben free and cleared by the FDA. The patented formula is pH matched to fertile cervical mucus and semen. This means sperm won't die in the lubricant. Isn't that what we're all after? Now go get your baby dance on, ladies, and I always say keep your eyes on the prize. Don't forget to visit fairhavenhealth.com or use the link in the description of this episode to get your hands on some baby dance lubricant. Now let's get back to today's episode. For any reason, right, meaning, you know, I would not, I would not, I wouldn't have ended his life unless it was absolutely necessary, meaning, you know, he wouldn't live, right? If he can't live and breathe and, and, and be alive here on earth, then I, I wanted to figure that out just because I had already dealt with that. Um, so we go into this 12 week ultrasound and it was like fireworks. Everything's normal. It's wonderful. <laughs> Best ultrasound I've ever seen. Um, brain is splitting. I saw the line down the center of the brain. And I learned something extremely weird, which is that your intestines, when you're in the womb at that stage, because a lot of people, you know, they kept saying, well, we don't really look at in depth at 10 weeks. So we don't know. Right. Then I'm like, I I mean, I get it. Um, But at 12 weeks, 10 to 12 weeks, your intestines as a, as a baby start inside your body. They go through the umbilical cord outside of the body, flip around go back through the umbilical cord and into the body. Would you believe it? I'm like, okay, would have been nice, nice to know that. (laughs) (laughs) And then I'm like, mind blown. What? His intestines. So like, it's so weird because I said to my husband, I, I felt like when they gave me that news, I, I bought into it that things weren't looking okay. But I also said, you know what? I feel like things are probably just doing what they're supposed to do and developing. And we just looked like a little too in detail at the wrong time. And we saw things happening. And I feel like with Fatima, we looked, but we didn't look that in depth. And we probably wouldn't have seen that because it probably wasn't happening normally, right? Like it, it, it wasn't doing the whole intestine thing, whatever, the brain, like it just, it wasn't properly forming and we didn't get to see that stage and we just happened to look then. So that's wild. Um, so at this point at the 12 week, I'm, I'm blown, blown, my blows my mind that this is like a normal part of fetal development with the intestines. And, uh, and I'm, I'm very happy. I'm, I mean, the doctor, the genetic counselor, the tech, they all come in, they're clapping and cheering and crying. And I'm, and to be honest with you, I had zero emotion. And normally I don't have zero emotion, but you can imagine like going through this roller coaster within like a couple of weeks and you're just like, I'm sorry, what, what am I supposed to believe? Like, <laughs> I'm just like, I, I, I was so, I was so awkward because I didn't know what to say. And Fawad's like, Angela, like, this is really great. And I just like blank stare. Okay. So what do we do next? Like some crazy lady. And, um, and, and then, uh, you know, and then it took me a little bit of time 
but I did get excited. Um, I think after that, I, I mean, for the rest of this story, just as an FYI, like everything else has been fantastic. Um, I had my 20 week anatomy scan a few weeks ago and it was like, he's measuring a head a week or even more in some cases and everything looks flawless. And it's like, every time, I think the problem is, is like every time you go into this and you think, okay, when I get to this point, when I get to the 12 week, when I get to the 20 week, I keep thinking that I'm gonna feel relief and pure joy and I don't have it anymore. Um, which I didn't expect to get emotional on this episode because it's such a happy episode. <laughs> but it, I just feel like we need to talk a little bit about the fact that this pregnancy baby thing is never gonna be the same. And I'm never gonna have that pure joy and excitement. And I keep saying to my therapist, like, you know, like a broken record, like, okay, well, when I get that 20 week ultrasound, I'm gonna feel so relieved and so excited. I'm gonna buy stuff and I'm gonna, and every time I get to these milestones, Shelly, I don't, I don't feel the way I expected to. And I think that's the key part is like, you can't go into pregnancy after loss with expectations because that your new norm has, it, it's it, the normal has changed. So that like me looking at people having positive pregnancy tests, me getting excited and loving everything about pregnancy, I just don't think it's a reality. And I think that's a bit sad, but I think the part about it is that you take it day by day and there are definitely days that I feel excited and there are definitely days where I buy a ton of stuff that I don't need. <laughs> like I don't need half the stuff that I've bought, but I'm just buying it because I can. Um, I just think that um, I underestimated how hard this was going to be because I think on the episode I talked to you about, I just need a normal egg. I just need a normal baby and like my world will be complete. And it's like, it, it, it's not fulfilling what I thought it would be, but mm -hmm. I just think it's, you live and you learn and I, you don't, you don't get the feelings that maybe you once thought that this would be, and that's okay. Um, but it's, it's an adjustment, I will say. It's very exciting. And I think a lot of people say, you know, have said in a, in a nice way, non, non-threatening, you know, non-judgmental way, but well, this is, you finally did it. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. And they're like, you have to be so excited. It's not that I'm not. It's just that it doesn't, it doesn't fix anything. I don't know. It's, it's tough. Um, yeah, I can relate. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> For sure. I, I hate pregnancy. I just don't I, even like no, it. <laughs> well, like after what we've been through, and I'm sure like a lot of people that are listening, like it's hard. Like everything is really hard. So and your last episode, I don't remember her name, but I just listened to it yesterday. And you both were, and, and this is where I, I appreciate, right, those that have their rainbow baby here on earth and they've been, they've, they've been on the other side as like, you're like, you know, miscarriage actually prepped you really well for motherhood. And I, I really enjoyed hearing that because I thought, well, you know, I'm, I'm dealing internally with the battle of, you know, I lost a daughter to this trisomy 13 in February, and now I have a son that's normal. And I'm, I'm a little like, well, why does that one not get to be here? And he does, and like, you know, some folks have said, well, 
you wouldn't have him if you wouldn't have went. And it's like, well, I just, I can't buy into to that. Um, and I can't, I can't quite, I think I'm, I'm obviously grieving still and mourning her. And I didn't realize, I thought once the due date passed that it would become a little easier, but it was actually this, this Thanksgiving, like a year, last Thanksgiving, like 2018 is when we conceived Fatima. And so now I'm reliving like real life memories with, I was pregnant with her, but now pregnant with him. And that is, that is hard. So, you know, I go to therapy and I talk about it and we validate my feelings and everything. And it's like, great, but I just, I'm, I'm really missing her. I'm missing someone I didn't know, which is, which feels strange. Um, but it's tough. It's tough with the whole, is this your first kid? Is It's like, all of it is new for me. And I'm trying to like, gracefully somehow maybe try to to look like I'm uh I'm handling it well and not to say that I'm that I'm not making very good progress it's just I think that I don't have a lot of people around me that have been through what we've been through so they don't understand and so you know it's hard to understand if you haven't if you haven't lived it or been close to someone that has and so the automatic is like, wow, this is so exciting. Like we have to celebrate so hard. This is so great. And I'm just kind of like, I'm still like catching up, I guess, to how happy other people feel. But um, yeah, so it's, it's, it's a struggle, but I think, um, you know, I think like once he's here, I'm sure I'll feel a lot different, right? I'm sure the, the joys of crying in the middle of the night and sleep deprivation. <laughs> I'm sure I'll be like, well, this is it. This is motherhood. Um, and we're so thrilled to have him. But I, I will say the anxiety doesn't really go away. Um, after the 20-week scan, I still, you know, think something can happen. I don't know what it is, but it could happen because it's happened to me before. So why not now is my mentality. And um, I have a fetal Doppler, which I watched your YouTube video on. <laughs> it's a lifesaver. <laughs> Um, and I do that honestly every day and it, yeah. helps, it helps me get through the day. And if that's what it takes, then that's, so it's just, it's finding the things, the little things that help, although they may be a little bit, like if I told that to someone random, they'd be like, Oh, that's kind of weird, but, um, I don't really care. Um, so, you know, I do things like that. I, I did switch doctors. So I actually switched to the doctor that did my, um, procedure with Fatima in February because I felt like, you know, I want to, I want a doctor that's got me through the whole thing. And there are leaps and bounds, um, probably a little bit ahead in the emotional wellness area and postpartum depression discussions. I've already started taking questionnaires on that. Um, when I walk in to the office to, to assess where I'm at, I'm a little, I'm, to be honest, like I'm a little worried about that. I know us ladies that go through loss, just are more likely to suffer from postpartum and honestly like anxiety throughout and everything else I, I I could believe it um so them asking me like the first question how are you doing emotionally when you walk into a room versus okay let's you know check things out get the heartbeat like it, it was a good move and I actually did it too because I wanted a better hospital with a NICU and you know What's funny is like, you know, the doctor's like, well, you know, I'm, I'm 33 and you really aren't at an increased risk for needing a NICU. But I think part of the problem is, is I don't know how to have a normal pregnancy and be treated normally anymore. <laughs> 
I'm like, I'm not high risk. Uh, I don't need a NICU. What? Like, you want to you want to see me again in two weeks? Actually, we'll see you in like four. I'm like, okay. Um, so they they're treating me normal, and I can't quite treat myself that way. So I switched to have a NICU, and I feel ten times better. But I did it like it wasn't necessary, but I just did it, you know, because why not? Whatever, whatever makes you feel better. So. Um, yeah, that's kind of, that's kind of, that's kind of the story, <laughs> but we're, we're really happy and really excited to, to welcome, to welcome our baby. We're due, um, April 15th, which is tax day. So that's exciting. Um, <laughs> I wanted to tell one more funny story is when I was prepping for IVF for September. This is the, this is the reality of uh, pregnancy after loss for real. Um, when you try to hide your pregnancy test results from your IVF doctor so that they keep you on the schedule just in case. <laughs> <laughs> but then you forget that they all have the same system and they could log in at any time and look. And so right before they started registering me, they saw all these HCG tests and they called me and they're like, so, and I'm like, yeah, actually, do you think you can keep me on? She's like, I'm sorry, babe. We don't keep pregnant people on the IVF. Oh my gosh. I thought I was so slick and smart. And these like <laughs> husbands like, seriously, like you forgot that they can see everything. And I'm like, yeah. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm happy I didn't have to endure that for a second time. Um, but yeah, super excited. And I want to say like, I've connected with so many women through this podcast and the support and the network is just like, unimaginably amazing um and i've i've kept people posted people have kept me updated we're there for each other it's just it's it's helped me through a lot of this um and i think <clears throat> the last thing i want to say is that um i didn't realize how much loss and pregnancy would change me as a person and i don't know if you feel this way and others do but i feel like i have this new appreciation for life and um i'm kind of grateful for it. And it's a twisted way to be grateful for your life. But um, I think about like the chromosome thing that I have and the fact that I'm here and my mother's here and my mother's mother's here. And I'm like, like, how did we get so lucky to be here? And so this kid is probably going to be a genius and do something fantastic. this was, this was a journey and you just, you're gonna, you're gonna be so amazing. So I just, I feel like I've changed a lot. And I think that's also the adjustment, right? It's it being pregnant after loss is an adjustment, but it's also like, I'm getting to know the new me. Mm -hmm. I'm a lot, I'm a lot different than I used to be. It may not seem that way from the outside. I mean, but I, I feel like I've become more in touch with myself and with life and I've changed. And so you know, when you're in a marriage, friendships, all of that, it gets a little complex because you're on a different page. You're, you're I was just going to say, how has that affected your relationships? Yeah. Yeah. That's one thing that I've noticed is like friendships. For sure. For sure. Yeah. And it could be, I, I think my friendships have changed. Definitely. I've become way more, um, I want to say direct in like a nice way, not in a mean way. Um, but like, I don't waste much time anymore. Like if you don't want, you know, to know, or you don't reach out, it's like, it's okay. And I kind of like keep moving on. But I think, you know, I do want to say that marriage has been fantastic, but it's also been, it, this is hard stuff to go through. And I, I've heard you say, and other women say, yeah, well, yeah, well, great. Fantastic. Husband is so supportive. And yeah, he's very supportive, but I mean, he has no idea what I'm going through. I mean, I share, right. But like, 
at the same time, how could he, right? He's physically, mm -hmm. he's not, you know, doing all the things and feeling all the things that I'm feeling and that's okay. But you know, it's, it's realigning. I mean, Fawad's my best friend. I, I share everything with him and it's not that I don't anymore. It's just that I can't get certain things, right. That I can get from my therapist or from you or from someone else that's been through it, that reassurance and positivity that, that I've been through this, let me tell you, let me help you. Um, that understanding isn't there. And I think that's okay, but that's also an adjustment, right? Because I'm used to like being on the same page about everything with him. And this mm -hmm. is probably the first thing we're not because he's very, I mean, he's put those, uh, what are those called? Those outlet things in all the outlets already. <laughs> all my outlets are I have to take them off every time I want to run the paper. And I'm like, not even here yet. And by the way, he doesn't move for like how many months? I don't know. <laughs> I don't think he's going to get to that socket. He's so excited. And that's, but I've learned to like, I don't want to ruin his excitement. I don't know if that sounds weird, but like I, I, if I can't feel it, somebody else should, right? Yeah. Like, let him enjoy and you know, that's great. I'm not there, but that's okay. And um, like, be excited, but don't talk to me about it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I think he has the, the standpoint of, you know, not that all of these losses had a meaning, but that it's brought us this sun. And I, I think that's, that's beautiful in its own way. I just don't buy into it, but for obvious reasons, come on, I'm, I'm super jaded. And um, I did, that's just, it is what it is. So I think, yeah, to answer your question like relationships have changed with family members with friends with my husband but I will say like you know you go through this kind of stuff I'm feeling after that last episode I'm feeling good about motherhood and like parenting with my husband because I feel like we have been through a lot so I feel like although this is going to be very hard and I, I know from talking to a lot of new moms and dads it's exhausting but I'm, I don't know I'm kind of feeling like I, I can handle it I guess mm -hmm. in a way which I didn't think I would have said I would have been like, oh, I'm so nervous, diapers and, and being sleep deprived. And I don't know how to do this and that. And I'm weirdly calm about him being here. Because honestly, this whole other part has been really hard. <laughs> so I don't feel like it can be much harder than that. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. It's, I mean, it's true. If you've been through infertility, you're right. You're ready to handle parenthood. That's for sure. Yeah. So exciting, exciting stuff, but not. Nonetheless, I wanted to share the roller coaster of emotions and things I went through and, and just say that like, you know, I think this was my seventh pregnancy. So we'll call this lucky number seven. Um, it's, uh, it's a lot, but I, I, you know, I'm sure at the end of this, um, it'll be, it'll be all worth it when we get to hold them. So I'm, I'm really excited for that. But yeah. Oh, well, I'm so excited for you and I know you will, but just keep me posted. Yeah. Oh, well, for sure. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much for jumping on and sharing your story. I, if you're cool with it, just like always, I'll link your Instagram in the description yeah. of this episode. And I just appreciate you and I'm so happy for Aww. you, but I also totally understand all the feelings and emotions that you're going through and they're just so normal. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. And that's the best part about this podcast is I don't feel weird. <laughs> you, you're right. You make me feel normal all the time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's too funny. <laughs> all right. Well, we'll chat soon. Okay. Sounds good. Bye.
Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure you share it with a friend who could find it useful or share it on your Instagram stories. Tag myself, tag my guest so that we can personally thank you. This is a lamb fam, you guys. We're not in this alone. We're creating this ripple effect together. 